If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, welcome to another episode of Rock your money, rock your life. And that's what I love to do is help you become financially free so you have the time to do the things you want in your life. But before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that if you truly do want more out of your life, there has to be another way, yes? Because the wanting of more means that the strategy you currently have isn't working. So whether you want it in your business or you need a more supportive environment, you know, wherever you are, you're tired of not living into your gifts and doing the mundane and things that don't excite you, then I know I can help. All you have to do is jump on a call with one of my directors of opportunity at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. And we are there to truly help you understand how when you rock your money, you will also rock your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. My next guest is the founder of Unique Design, a full service design branding and digital marketing agency that is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs design their brands in order to scale their profits. He's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Refuse to Give Up. He also is the host of the popular Brand Doctors podcast where he talks about strategies to help entrepreneurs design reputable and profitable personal brands. As a self-taught graphic designer and brand consultant, he overcomes all the odds to build a wildly successful multi-million dollar business over the past 12 years. He has worked with a diverse range of business owners and professionals, including celebrities like, no kidding, Bon Jovi, Fabio. As a internet marketing expert, Russell Brunson, who has named Henry the Million Dollar Brander and recently has been inducted into the ClickFunnels to Comic Club by generating over a million dollars with one single sales funnel using the ClickFunnels software. My dear guest, Henry Kaminsky. Welcome to the show, Henry. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. You know, there's so much you've created in a short period of time. I think that today people want to be you. What's that like? There must be a lot of people that want to create the results. You've worked with some of the best in the world. You've you know, you've, you've created an online presence, branded yourself. How, how can somebody become you? Well, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to be you. That's the whole, that's the whole purpose of branding yourself and, and the whole definition of personal branding. You know, that, that's my specialty. That's what I love to do is help coaches and consultants brand themselves and help them scale their businesses online. Uh, so that they could go and impact the world and impact their clients and help this world become a better place um, for everyone. And so, you know, real quick, let's back up a second and talk about branding. Like, what is personal branding and what is branding in general? There's two different definitions. So let's just get that out of the way. You know, what what branding really is, is yeah. the gut feeling people get when they interact with you or your business or the products and services that you mm -hmm the offer, right? That's branding at its best. Like when you walk out of the room, what are they saying about rock? Right? That's, that's branding at its core, right? right. Um, personal branding is a little bit 
different, but has the same sort of framework. So when you look at personal branding, personal branding is the intersection between how you see yourself and how others see you. And where I see the big gap or where I see where most coaches, consultants are, are struggling is when, that, when, when, when there's a real wide gap in between that, right? They see themselves right. as, you know, every, you know, the Brad Pitt in the mirror. Meanwhile, they're 400 pounds. You know, that's, right. that's, that's the best, that's, that's the best right. example. I know it's, 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 it's a bit crash, but uh, crass, but that's what I'm talking about, right? So, right? But when I see that gap a lot, a lot skinnier, that's where I see a lot of people excelling and, and succeeding in, in business because they're true to themselves and they're, they're acting, right? Their actions are aligned with what it is that they're thinking. And that's where I see people striving. So it took me a long time to, to actually make that gap small for myself, okay? I'm, I'm, I don't wanna be pointing fingers and saying I'm the best here. And I still got a hell of a lot of work to do when it comes to that. But <clears throat> I just wanted to get that out of the way so people get yeah, a better I like that. understanding. I like that definition. Now you worked with Russell Brunson, yes? Yes, for two and a half, two and a half years. So he's done a phenomenal job at, you know, branding himself as the click funnel guy. It's really clear. Um, he's a down to earth, simple guy. He's not somebody who's slick or anything like that. He's trustworthy. So tell us a little bit maybe about how he was so successful and what that experience was like. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll bring in the story of how we actually met and, and, and how we've helped each other grow. Um, okay. So back in, back in these dates are getting blurry for me, but it was probably six years ago, seven years ago, uh, my business was struggling terribly, okay? I, I'm a graphic designer by trade. Uh, mm -hmm. And right around that time, Fiverr came out, Hurricane Sandy came through, wiped out two of my biggest clients. I had a hard time trying to recoup 200 and $50,000 worth of business. Uh, and I couldn't. Okay. But here's, here's something that I want to, I want to get out of the way. Um, I'm, I was a very insecure person back then. Um, I hid a lot of my insecurity with material things. So my cars and my watches and my, and, and, and the way that I dressed uh, to hide all of that insecurity. <clears throat> so when my business was not doing well, I didn't show that at all. And eventually it all caught up to me and where I was stuck because I didn't have any money in the bank, but I'm still living the high life, right? So I had to say, all right, I need help. And that was one of the hardest things I ever had to admit to. Mm -hmm. So what I realized was what I was doing was not delivering the value that my clients needed. Like graphic design became a very commoditized service because what I was charging $300 for, now you can get it on Fiverr for five. So how do you compete with that? You can't. And right. I realized that right away. So I said to myself, how could a graphic designer deliver more value so that he could sustain his business. So I had to reinvent myself. Right. So I was searching online for coaches. And so I bumped into ClickFunnels. I bumped into Russell Brunson. 
I bumped into his podcast. So I start listening to his podcast and he keeps talking about this coaching program. And I'm like, what the hell is this coaching program? So I went through the funnel and I realized it's a $25,000 investment, which was way out of the picture for me at the time, just way out of line. Right. But I get on the phone and they were, I, you know, I told my whole story to the salesperson and, you know, they said, well, listen, 25 K is out of your reach, but we have this 10 K program that I think might be helpful. So at that moment, I want your audience to understand I was at a crossroads. Either I don't do anything and continue to fail, or I bet on myself, take a gamble and go into this program, hoping that it'll help. So my mentality was, it's not if this works, it's when this works, that I will get out of this mess. So I enrolled. So uh, I gave him 5K and a credit card. And then I got, I, I told him I would do uh, 5K over the next five months. And so I jump on a call with Russell and within 30 minutes, him, both of us are crying hysterical because I tell him my backstory and it resonates with him. And there's, there's a lot of emotion in, on the Zoom call. So he says to me, Henry, um, I'm coming out with a new book. It's called Dotcom Secrets. I need some design work done. What would you charge me? I, here's what I need. And I said, well, how's six grand sound? And he said, where do I wire the money? So within, I make 60% of my investment back in, a, in, a, in 60 minutes, right? And so we worked together. Um, we, I helped him with that stuff. And then I was in his program. And then um, he came back to me a couple months later. He was like, Henry, I have six designers working for me. I have, every time I get a piece of work back, it looks like a different business. He's like, I need somebody to come in and consolidate for me because we really want to take this to this eight, nine figure mark, right? So he said, would you be willing to, would you want to do that? And I said, absolutely. So for the next two and a half years, I helped him consolidate and, and create the, a consistency around the ClickFunnels brand and help him get more polished and, 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 and in line. And then we finished that work. And about six months later, he did a hundred million dollars. The business came, wow. turned into a hundred million dollar business. And I was, you know, that will always be a, a, a section or a chapter in my, in my entrepreneurial memoir. But uh, what he taught me was you gotta, you gotta level up your standards. You gotta level up the value that you deliver. And when it comes time to reinvent yourself and Henry, this isn't going to be the, 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 the last time you reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you gotta, you gotta be adaptable. You gotta, you gotta be able to move with the times. And so I've been successfully doing that for the past 13 years. And so I went from a, uh, basically not even knowing what graphic design was 13 years ago, uh, turning it into a multi-million dollar agency over the past, again, like I said, a little over a decade. And uh, man, if I, I'd be lying to you if I said it was a walk in the park. Like I said, I yeah. almost lost the business yeah. once yeah. and then I almost lost it again a couple years later. So we can get into that later if you want. What's your team look like now? So we have a team of eight. So obviously I'm the one that does all the strategy with the client one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, then we have a project manager who manages the projects. And then we have our lead designer. We have our uh, junior designer. I don't like to use the word junior designer. Uh, they're more, they're, they're a brand identity designer. And my lead designer is more of a funnel designer and website designer. So UX, UI, user interface uh, they want the website to be optimized. So there's that. So I have two different designers there. And then I have my developers and my ClickFunnels team. So there's a total of eight of us. And they've been together. They've been with me for five years. It's not like I just hire these freelancers along the way, like a lot of these other agencies do. 
uh, these folks have, are, are part of my family, if you will, you know, and yeah. uh, we've built up quite a relationship. Uh, and uh, we only serve about 15, 16 clients a year. Uh, we're very boutique. We want to make sure that we give uh, all of our clients the, the, the attention and the quality that, 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 that they're looking for. Because we're not necessarily the cheapest, cheapest agency on the block, but we want to make sure that we deliver the results. Very cool. So take us back a little bit down memory lane. You know, nobody gets to, to a successful entrepreneurship overnight. We know that it's years of grinding and trying and tribulations. But before that, most of my experiences in interviewing people like this, you know, you have this never quit kind of an attitude. Um, it's part of your identity, in fact. And that came from probably overcoming some huge adversity. So why don't you take us into a bit of that? Yeah, well, let me give you that. I'll give you the story before the story, right? So when my parents were, when my parents got married, um, they were desperately trying to have, start a family and they couldn't. Medicine was not the way it is today. And so um, they just, my, my father had issues, my mother had issues and um, they couldn't figure it out. And they tried to, 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 to conceive a child for 16 years. Whoa without any success. And I don't know about you, Rock, but like, I don't know if I would try anything for 16 years straight and continuously fail without saying to myself, maybe it's time to pivot or maybe we go right. the adoption route. Right. Right? But these two knuckleheads were adamant and persistent of, of starting a family. So eventually medicine gets better and my mom goes in for a, a, a short surgery and comes out and they give it another shot and boom, nine months later, here I come. And so everybody was ecstatic. My mother used to call me the miracle baby. She used to say this story to all of her girlfriends, God rest their soul. She'd say, Henry's my miracle baby. It took 16 years to have him. And I'm thinking as a six, seven year old kid hearing this, that women were pregnant for 16 years. <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> so as I got older, I started to realize what that really meant. And about two, I was about two years old uh, at the time. My, my mom was doing her thing in the kitchen and she, I was taking a nap in my crib or oh, oh so she thought. And uh, she comes in to check on me and I'm, I'm blue and unresponsive in the crib. Mm. So they rush me to the hospital and they find out that I lost all the salt in my body for whatever reason. When I looked it up later on in life, it, it was due to poor nutrition. Now, I don't know, I'm not pointing fingers at my mom and dad, but, <laughs> right? but, but I don't know what was going on. But eventually, so they get me back to life. And I say to myself, as I get older, wow, Henry, you know, you're here on borrowed time. You're here on luck. You know, you're here on pure persistence and determination you know, if your parents didn't try as hard as they did, again, you wouldn't exist. And so I, I, that story has been embedded and downloaded in my DNA since day one. And I believe that that story has what's gotten me to where I'm at today, because I have a very strong um, risk tolerance that I know a lot of people don't have. And I could tell you the reason why is, when I hit hardships and I've hit some hardships, you know, um, I always say to myself, this is temporary. This isn't forever. I yeah. will get out. I will get out of this. Mm -hmm. And I have 
successfully gotten myself out of, you know, many, but when it comes to business, two major close to bankruptcy moments that, you know, had I not heard that story growing up as a kid, I might've folded and said, you know, maybe I'll just be a nine to fiver, which there's nothing wrong with that, but um, I did not. And I just kept moving forward. And here I am today, you know, being able, and I don't regret any of that. You know, I, if I didn't go through all of that, I wouldn't be here talking to you today, telling the story. Right. So I'm, I'm actually looking back. Yes, it sucked bad and I hated it and it was so uncomfortable, but uh, I'm really grateful for those moments because it made me a stronger person. It made me a stronger businessman. And how, how has it affected the rest of your life? Like as a father, as a husband, um, how do you treat your, your, you know, your physical well-being? Because so many people, I think, struggle with this concept of a guy like you who's gone through adversity like that. You're a warrior. You're a go-getter. You don't quit. But you're a bit of a dick. You know, like I, I've gotten that. Like he's so intense in this one area. Is he able to translate and be a good person in the other areas? That's a great question. So there was a lot of mindset work that I needed to handle. Mm -hmm. So I not so I I went through a lot of therapy, family therapy. Um, yep. My wife and I went to marriage counseling. Um, there was a lot of that going on. Um, and what we came to find out was you are sim. Well, what I came to find out was I was simply a mirror. Like what I was getting in life, that's the energy that I was putting out. Right. Right. So when I was getting these pretentious clients and these clients that would be very aggressive and, and demanding and oof, that was just the energy that I was putting out there. And when I met my, my coach for the first, my mindset coach for the first time, uh, they said, Henry, it's no surprise that you're getting this in life. Look at the way you're treating people. Look mm -hmm. at the way you're, you're handling life. You know, look at the energy that you're putting out there. And so I immediately, I think that was the moment, Rock, that I became extremely self-aware. Mm. And that's one, if you, if you ask any of my coaches, uh, you know, in the past or therapists, they'll say, Henry has this self-awareness about him that really is unique. And uh, it was tough. It was hard for me to be this well-rounded person because- it was tough to balance. I mean, when you're putting all your energy into your business, your family gets ignored. Right. right? Or when you're putting a thousand percent into your family, now I feel guilty because I'm not spending any time on the business. So right. what, what had to happen was my wife and I sitting together and saying, well, what's important to us right now? And I, I told her, you know, there's a thing that comes with being a man, I think. And, and, it's being able to provide. When I don't feel like I'm providing, I don't feel like a man, I, yeah. I don't, right? And so yeah. I struggled with that, and, and, but I never vocalized it as, as clear, right? Mm -hmm. And my wife finally sort of digested that and she said, okay, I need to give Henry his space because when he's providing, he's, he's in- Better person. Right. And he's in fulfillment mode. Yeah. Right. And so that's what we really needed to do. But man, I had so many skeletons in my closet, you know, growing up as a, so my parents went through an awful divorce. It lasted six years. And my father was the one that actually was able to um, get custody and basically raise me. Um, 
And so he worked four jobs and he made sure that there was food on the table and he made sure that there was clothes on my back, but I didn't get my school clothes at the mall. I got my school clothes in Chinatown, you know, in New York city on canal street. You know, I was wearing the bootleg Nautica sweatshirts and you know, the, 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 the knockoff Tommy Hilfiger jeans and all of that. Um, and that came with a lot of insecurity. You know, I, I went to school with rings of dirty, dirty collars, uh, and I would get picked on and bullied about it. And, you know, that left a huge hole, you know, in my confidence. And mm -hmm. that carried into the, my 20s and 30s. And, you know, now I'm 39, going to be 40 this year. And I, I realized that, like, man, you're enough. You have, you have achieved more than most people in 39 years. You should be proud of that and, and, and not be apologizing for it. And that was, so, you know, I tell people that I, when I come on these interviews, like I don't want to spend the next 40 years the way that I spent my first 40. And mm -hmm. so I have this thicker skin. I have this mentality that, listen, this is my life. I only get one shot at this. I'll promise you that I wouldn't put you in harm's way. I promise you that I won't throw you under the bus to get ahead of you, but I will do things on my terms. Nice. And, and that, that took a long time to, to, to come to, I mean, yeah. I, I wish you, I wish I said it was easy, but it, it, it wasn't, you know? Yeah, I get it. So what do you value now? What do you, what is your lifestyle? Like, do you work yeah. a lot? Do you, what do you do? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a great question. So, uh, ironically, uh, when, I found the confidence in myself to actually want to start a family. Because my parents, when, when, when me and my wife got married, we were like, we love this lifestyle. We don't want kids. We're good. You know, don't hate on us because we want to live life to the fullest. Well, we, that's what we were saying. But I think it, deep down, we, we both thought that we were going to be great parents. But that didn't surface for six years after we were married. And what happened was when the confidence started to come in, I, I realized that like, all right, well, now you got this little guy, but back up. Ironically, my, my wife had to go through two rounds of IVF to get our son. Wow. So I know what that's, you know, so yeah. watching her go through that and watching it fail for the first time and being so uncertain as to if the second round is going to happen. And I was very opposed to this rock. I was, I said, this is forced. This isn't meant to be. If it was meant to be, it would come, right? But that was all horseshit. It wasn't true. So my wife gave it another shot on her terms. And the second time it worked. And so now this little guy is running around. He's going to be three in August. I feel like it was three months ago that he was born. That's how fast it goes. And uh, I said to myself, well, you need time. Time is your most, you can't be working like you used to work. I mean, you got to put in the, you got to put in the work, but you got to find the time. So how do we do this? So I said, well, the quickest way to scale your business is, is a couple of things. One is uh, create a premium service. So raise your prices because now you're at the point where you've got the experience, you know, you got the t-shirt. It's not like you're just starting out and you got the confidence and you got the belief. I didn't have that when I was first starting. Okay. 
And I said, so we got to scale this puppy and you can't be doing everything inside of your business anymore. You need some, you need to build this out. You need teamwork, right? And so now I only work with, like I said, about 15, 16 clients a year. And I do a lot of the strategy and my team does a lot of the, the building. Obviously I've, I oversee everything, but when my son was born, I said to myself, man, I thought you were motivated and passionate and vicious hmm. before he, you know, bef before when that little guy looks at me, it's a completely different feeling. And so here's what's sort of gassing me up moving forward. I said to myself, there's going to be a day where this little guy is going to be able, he's not going to be a little guy anymore. He's going to be able to Google his father's name and he's going to read stuff. He's going to watch things. He's going to listen to podcasts with me on it. And I'm just working to make him proud. Nice leverage on yourself. I appreciate that. So you work how many hours a week? What else do you like to do? Because lifestyle to me is something that is underutilized as a term. Most people talk about, you know, I want to own real estate. I want to have this business. I want to do that. But rarely they talk about the other parts that make a whole package. For instance, I have what we call a 6411 lifestyle, pre-COVID anyway, we'll see what happens. But six months in the sunniest state in America, Arizona, four months in Canada during the summer where I'm originally from, one month in Asia, and one month in Europe. And that's my lifestyle, right? And I get the best of the planet, I feel, by doing that, different things from different places allows me to be creative, allows me to taste different foods, see different cultures, learn different things, practice languages. So what kind of lifestyle, you know, you got a young kid, but what kind of lifestyle is valuable to you? Yeah, that's a great question. So I don't need to be the richest man on the planet. Um, I know a lot of people that are way more wealthy in the bank account than I am, but they're miserable. Right. And that's not me. I just want to be happy. So the lifestyle that we live, so we love to travel too. And um, so last year, you know, we spent a half a month in Italy, Spain, and France. Uh, my wife's Italian. I'm half Italian. Uh, so, you know, that's our go-to. Um, right. But I, lo I love to travel. My, my son loves to travel now. You can tell, you know, he loves the airplane. You know, a funny story that we were coming home from from California early pre-COVID and, and we hit some turbulence and my son goes, wow, daddy, the, the pilot's doing tricks. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a two, two and a half year old saying that, right? I go, we're using that one going forward, right? So he loves to fly. So we love to travel. Me and my wife both work out of our own home, uh, work out of our homes. Um, and, you know, we spend a lot of time with family. Uh, my inner circle has gotten very s small, um, mm -hmm. but it, that I saw that coming, you know, I saw that yeah. coming, you know, yeah. I don't need, I don't need the fame. I don't need the fortune. I, I, I want the happiness. And right. what I realized moving forward was happiness comes from within. It's not the material things. It's no. not the stuff. And I thought that that's where you found happiness, but it actually created a lot of resentment in my life because my family, we, my, well, yeah, my mom's side, um, my uncle has a very successful construction company in the state of New Jersey. And uh, a lot of my family works from him, for him. And I didn't want to do that at first. I, I really didn't. I wanted to be the one, I wanted to be like Uncle Joe, 
You know, I wanted to be the one guy that did it on his own and made a name for himself. And, but what I realized was you, you, Henry, you kind of did it the wrong way. You know, you, you, you did a lot of things that pissed people off because it wasn't like uh, you're doing it out of the kindness out of your heart. You're doing it because you're saying, ha ha, I told you so, look at me. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that created a lot of resentment between my family and I. And, and unfortunately, that was the cost of doing business when I first got started. It, it actually cost my family. It, it costed, it, how do you say it? It cost me my family because the day after my wedding, they were gone. Wow. And, and I, only have, I only have communication with one or two cousins. I have 17, 18 cousins now. Um, and, and I only have communication with like two, one is not even blood. Right. And, um, a lot of them are just very, you know, I don't know, you know, Henry, you, you, you did it the wrong way. And, and unfortunately we can't forgive you. And so I forgave them. I forgave them. Uh, and I forgave myself for treating them that way. Wasn't, wasn't nice of me to do that. Um, and I don't think I did anything that was going to cost anybody their lives. I might've not shown the respect. And I think that's, that's where it, that, that's where it is. And, and honestly, on both our parts, I think it has to do a lot with ego. Sure. And, right. So I've been able to work through that with a lot of therapy. Um, and so if I ever saw him on the street, I'd say, listen, you know, I love you still. And, um, I'm sorry for what I did, but, uh, life goes on and we got to keep it moving. You know, I can relate. I think Roger Federer represents a very classy, elegant performer, um, somebody who can lose gracefully. And I wish I could say the same thing. For a long part of my life, I was proving to everybody how great I was and sometimes rubbing it in their face, not intentionally, but as like, hey, I did it. You know, um, you didn't say, you said I couldn't, you said I wouldn't. Uh, now look at me and come with me and I can help you. And they're like, screw you, buddy. You know, you did it not the way I would do it or whatever and their ego too. So I hear you on that one. And it's, it's funny. I had a dream to be super successful. I'm the youngest of seven. And so I could help everybody. And success is an interesting thing. Not everybody can handle other people's success. And sometimes it separates people when you thought it would bring them together. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get you on that one. Listen, we're coming to the end of the, the show. How can people follow you, learn from you? Maybe, you know, they may want to hire you. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah. So everything would be, I would drive everybody to my website, which is unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S mm-hmm. dot net. And then my, my podcast, which I rock, I would love to have you on the show. Honestly, I think awesome. you'd be a great guest. Um, we're getting 81,000 downloads a month. Whoa. So we're getting, we're getting quite an audience. I've been doing it for three and a half years. uh, And um, it's a great platform. Um, And uh, I I just put my heart out into that show and and help as many, many people as I can on uh, listening and and just implementing. Yeah. You know, I go very personal on that, on that show. So if you want to check out the brand doctor podcast, Okay. Um, on iTunes, Spotify, you know, you could catch me there too. So, uh, I just have to say again, thanks for having me on the show. And, um, we didn't talk much about branding, but, uh, I think that the, 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 the stories that come along with building and growing you 
and your business, uh, when you share those stories with your audience, that is, those are the tentacles that your audience can grab onto and right. connect with and resonate with. I think a lot of people pre-COVID thought bringing your business online was like a nice to have. Now it's a must have, it's a necessity right. or you right. don't exist. A lot of people got caught with their pants down during COVID. And now I tell people more than ever, if you're a coach, consultant, personal brand that wants to take their business to the next level, now's the time to accelerate and to really bet on yourself and invest in yourself because people buy you before they buy your product or service. So if yeah. you're not giving them anything up front to connect with, you're not only doing them a disservice, but you're fighting obscurity. And those are two big enemies. Yeah. And there's more competition now because everybody's a gold rush to be better at being online where before, like you said, it was those specialty people or people that were interested in it. And now everybody's realizing I got to get my shit together. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, you know, obviously your results speak for themselves. Um, you're, you're great at what you do. I love the fact that you, you know, you select people that you really want to work with. It's not just like how many can we cram in, but how many can we take on that we can, you know, work with and care. The, the word curiosity comes from the Latin root to care. And I think that when you're really curious about somebody's well-being, it just shows how much you care and you can hear that and how you communicate. So I really appreciate you coming on our show today. We'll have all of that stuff in the show notes for those people that are listening so that they can track you down, follow you and continue to listen to your advice and, um, and then check you out. So Henry, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So that's it for today's episode of rock your money, rock your life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.